You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 15 and preview of round 16's technically double game week. This episode is brought to you by the glass shattering number 200. Uh, no, 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 no. Actually, actually brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon community. It's because of you all that we are able to keep this project going. Learn more about our project and how you can contribute to that community at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. And uh, that's it. Just and us. that's it. And it's just me, and I get to say hi first and last. That's right. First and last is just I'm us. doing great, Reed. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> you read my mind. Mm-hmm. You, you read, it, was, it was weird because uh, we usually have someone with us. Like The plan tonight yeah. was no special guest because we're like back-to-back-to-back double game weeks, even though this one's kind of a sh- – technically, it's a double game week. And so we wanted to have enough time to talk about feedback and stuff, and then Blaine – got super busy with with life and so he is is likely not going to be joining us tonight so uh we're just it's just us and we're going to look yeah. forward to some good conversation as mm-hmm. we're we're trying what our goal is tonight is to just sort of think through the process with you all we know a lot of you all are hitting back to back rounds this may have been your first 200 point double game week surely mm-hmm. the first 200 point double game week of this season maybe i don't i think we have cracked some 200s before chat let let me know but we have uh, this was but this, this was, was substantial. That's right. These were these were very good opportunities for 200 plus points. If you did not get 200 plus points, don't worry. That is fine. It was it was a crazy round. Lots of fun stuff happened and plenty of time to catch up with double game weeks coming mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. this week. This one is is kind of a faux double game week because there are some other competitions still going on, but we will get into that. And uh, like I said, what we're hoping to do for you is we did a little bit of pre-prep here, but we wanted to talk through the positions with you all since there's just two of us kind of as we do it ourselves as we're going through a team. So um, we'll do a quick little of the uh, hit and miss expectations, realities that we have from this uh, this past round, round 15. But first, starting out with a couple of quick updates. You may notice that there is one game missing from the lineup, but it is on the schedule, and that is Dallas versus St. Louis. This is a makeup game that uh, was rescheduled for this round. However, that is not going to be part of the fantasy points this week. So if you are waiting, hoping for that to change, uh, that is not going to happen. So St. Louis and Dallas, while they are playing two games, remember Mm -hmm. I mentioned faux double game week for some, this is not technically a double game week for them as far as players scoring. Now, unfortunately, it's going to be a double game week as far as yellow cards or injuries or rotations for those players, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to get any points from that Dallas versus St. Louis game. The second update is it should be fine now. You've probably noticed, but if you haven't, this is what you need to do, and I'll give you an explanation. The app should be working now. I know for the past, (laughs) what, two Two weeks weeks. at least? Yes, for the past two weeks, we lost our very nice field view of our team. Great for screenshots when you're sending your team for suggestions and comments back and forth between your podcast people. Mm-hmm. or just general ease of use, quality of life. We lost that with the app and reverted back to the janky... Uh, some of us who have interface. Facebook login couldn't even log in still, even on a mobile 
mobile browser. So some of us had it even worse than that, Reed, but please continue. Yeah, we'll continue. Uh, and we talked with Skylar about that, and it was just some glitch that happened with uh, the interface between the app and the and the game through, through the provider that uh, was fixed, and an update came out today. And if you have not updated your app and mm -hmm. you are still seeing that, go in and update your app. It should be fixed yeah. now. It worked for me. It worked for me. It was literally Asher was like, What's I was going to say, I'm going to take all the credit, honestly. I'm sure. sure people have been actually working on this, but I texted Reed, we need to ask Skylar about the app. And then literally four seconds later, I got the MLS app has an update. So you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. I think no. I think I did some of it. It's totally, it's totally all Asher. <laughs> but no, those are two quick little updates. We want to give you the, the schedule and the app should be fixed. And if it's not fixed for you, uh, check your updates for, for the app. Okay, expectations versus reality, hit and miss. Uh, so I, I had a good round. Uh, I was very pleased with, with all of my players. And uh, quick, let's see here. Oh, no. Uh, so Landon heard us mumbling, my son, and he got he got scared. So I will oh, pull it back me. a little bit. Sorry, Landon. Okay. No, I got the headphones on. It has to be me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so I got 209 points this round. Pleased with that. Also slightly upset because it should have been 218 points this round. I had We had company over, and I forgot about my keeperoo setup, and I ended up leaving Coronel on the bench, and that left me with Vancouver as my my keeperoo. And so I got five points instead of 14 points. And so I left nine on the bench right there. But it happens to all of us. Uh, but I still got 209, um, one all but one of my of, of my head-to-heads, which I would have won had I gotten those extra nine points. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty good. Hit all around, had the Zella captain, very good round I had. Um, let's see if I go to my team right now. Yes, yes. Don't leave the page because you're still editing your team read, but load up mm -hmm. this one into the tab. So I had Pines, Tolkien, and Carranza on the bench. And your so bench was it, crazy. my bench hit hit big. Pines came in with 19 points. Carranza came in with 17. I started Cucho and had Carranza come in off the bench just with, with two. Uh, most disappointing player I had this round besides my uh, Takaoka Kiparu flub was a uh, Herrera, which I think Herrera. a lot of us shared in that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, was very pleased with a lot of the other players that I had that I know a lot of others did as yep. well um, with that. Uh, some of my hit and misses, I mean, Pucho and Carranza, we have to give a shout out. We were plugging them last week as who we thought were the top two forwards. Generally, probably a mostly a community consensus. Uh, and they came in there at at one and two, but also saw players like uh, Shall We Hit, which I saw coming in late to some teams. But right there, I know people talked about Benteke, who was a little bit further down, but a lot of the forwards did very well. Um, Jesus got 11, so I think that was another one that was kind of a differential that we were talking about that maybe didn't do as hot for, for DGW. Mm -hmm. But Kucha and Carranza really came in as we had expected. I'll be honest, I was worried about Barial going into that, that first game with Cincinnati because he was on that yellow card watch, and I was really fearful that he was going to get a yellow card in that first game. But I rolled the dice, and boy, was I really happy with that. And mm -hmm. the the clean sheet points from round two were just icing on the cake right there. Uh, clutch move over to Coronel, and I got to give 100%, even though I didn't get my keeper reactivated, 100% credit out to um, Ryan's lineup IQ account on Twitter, where he puts out some of that information about clean sheet predictions and expectations and mentioned New York. And it been we had talked about mostly Tolkien, on the podcast last week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I hadn't really thought much about Cornell. I'll roll him on the bench. <laughs> and that was a good idea that I failed to execute, but uh big he, nods he to him. He was on your bench. I mean, you did it. 
I got, I mean, I got the value for it, <laughs> but big, big shout out to, to the, the players that hit Daniel over there with Sporting Kansas, yeah. with, uh, sorry, San Jose, where all this year we've talked about how San Jose, like they'll score points, but they're also give up goals. And that did not happen this week. Two he, shout outs, save to PK. He has come back exactly. Huge points for him. Uh, big challenge though next week, which we'll talk about in our, in our third section. Uh, Cascante also had a heck of an offensive production this week. Um, and I don't, I could be up for that next round maybe, but that was, that was some good production there, which we don't always see from Austin. So still a little bit of big worry, but we're going to give, give that as a hit for people who may have gone with him. Uh, and I also want to have two more real quick for the hits, uh, Gold getting some big numbers from Vancouver who had yeah. kind of a mixed bag this week, but we talked about him a little bit a week or two ago. And if he's coming into this form again, uh, this could be an interesting route one to look at with Vancouver that we'll talk about. And I had to talk about Pines because Tyler's not here and he got those little sneaky points for us right there with that goal was a fantastic uh, set for him, but um, did not hold out for DC because Miller, very average. So those mm-hmm. offensive points from Pines and that's that big value of those offensive players during this double game, during double gimmicks in general, so they can go off like that. Um, and I also want to talk about some players that filler, fizzled, Bernadeschi came back with Toronto. He was a player that we mentioned last week as, oh, if he's starting, then I definitely want to have that, or that's definitely going to increase the value of Insignia. And didn't really see that a lot. Maybe we'll talk some more about that later, but I, I felt like they they missed more last week than, uh, than we hit with, with those players. So that's all that I have right now. I want to give plenty of time for Ashley to hit some stuff and then check over into chat. Yeah, I um I had insignia on my team um and he ended the week with a 14 which was better than Hector Herrera and Gazdag and a couple of others so I mean he ended up I think doing okay Bernadesh I you know definitely I, I don't think did as well I think he got 10 um I could be wrong uh I got a 207 which I believe I would remember but I think this is the first time I've ever broken 200 so did everyone else or a lot of other people um but I was generally pleased um I really bombed my keeperu um I had Schulte on the bench and then Takaoka starting so really not not a great look there um I started Hector Herrera who kind of burned me last minute I decided and for three days I thought it was the worst decision I could have made but uh, last minute, I decided to start Carranza um, instead of Insigne. And so I put Insigne on my bench. Uh, it ended up being just a three-point difference. But Carranza in the, that second game ended up being what player of the weekend or whatever it was with the brace. Um, Captain Zella uh, had Lucho, Wagner, Barrio, Gressel. Uh, I did a thing that for – I know there's some of you out there who also do – play with your your spouse or partner but uh spencer was in a work meeting and texted me and said i forgot to change my team and so i got on incognito mode and did what this happens at least a couple times a season and i love it because what i do is i just make a strictly gut team i do include the players i know he needs to have right like i'm not you know i'm not trying to shaft him by any means i gave him i had him captain zella and he had you know, Kai Wagner and stuff like that. But then I threw a couple gut picks in there for him. Um, one was Carlos Heel. So that sucked for me because I did not pick him up. Um, and then one was Deep Pines. And I almost had him with Cascante, which would have been insane. Um, but still, that was kind of fun for me because it made me feel like even though they weren't on my team, I still picked right. 
Um, but some hits and misses. Uh, I, I have Daniel in my hits too. And uh, Rodriguez for San Jose. Um, when the Seattle lineups came out, shout out to me for calling that Yamar rotation. You earned that uh, brag right there. Way, <laughs> well, it wasn't me. It was someone who knows way more than me. Jeremiah Ocean, he said it, and I believe anything he says about the Sounders because he's never wrong. Um, so, anyways, uh, when that lineup came out, I I had a Seattle player on the bench and had a conversation with our good friend Ranchinator, who said, Rodriguez, here we go. And I really didn't want to – I said to him at the time, I think I'm going to copy you, but I wished out and really wished I'd done it because he was on Team of the Week. Um, two shutouts there. That was great. Uh, my other hit for the week uh, is Carlos Heel. He had a bookend goals in that game against Atlanta, um, ended the week with 21 points. I think a lot of us were worried about his rotation, how healthy was he. Um, he definitely was a productive midfielder this week. I also believe Team of the Week. Um, and then I know you kind of already hit it, but Carranza again, playing with our heartstrings on these double game weeks where both times Philly has had a double the, the midweek game he plays and puts up like a two or a three. And then on the weekend, he snags a brace. So um, definitely a hit. Very impressive. Loved it. Miss. I think the biggest miss of the week has to be Hector Herrera getting rotated um that was a, a big hit for a lot of us vancouver with no shutout um and then i don't think much many people picked him up but alex rolled on um lost the shutout to san jose and then got a yellow card and had to sit out against portland um where he would have gotten a shutout because that game ended zero zero uh so that was a a big miss player uh in in my opinion but um yeah that's that's what i saw this week there were too many games uh for us to to talk about the teams uh but that's the players that i think were really stood out for good or for bad for last round yeah and i'm not seeing uh much different in there yeah hector Herrera killed me everything like that lots of lots yeah. of that conversation right here talking about toronto yeah I, I know a lot of the conversation i was looking at was was mostly focused on bernardeschi how we were talking about how having that duo would would really just pay off. And I just didn't see it from, from Bernadette. She hit a little bit in that mm-hmm. second game. Um, but as we mentioned in, in chat, uh, Black and Red was talking about uh, people are waiting for Toronto to be more healthy. And, and also, as Blaine mentioned last week, Osorio is is sorely missed by by that mm-hmm. team. So uh, definitely something to be to watch. I, I'm not really betting against Toronto a lot, but uh, that was just something they'd want to, follow up on since it was something that we talked about last week as well. Otherwise, a lot of of great production, a lot of what double game weeks do, we saw and saw it so well. And uh, we do have, uh, again, the slightly abbreviated version of our housekeeping coming up, but definitely one you're going to want to follow up because this is a, a faux, a stealth double game week, and we'll be giving you those details up next. All right, and welcome back. We're talking about the housekeeping for the upcoming round, was it 16 now, of the MLS Fantasy season. Like, we're, we're past the halfway mark, guys. Yeah. So uh, we didn't talk about the teams last week, the head-to-heads, and so we're going to give a quick recap this round. Champions League, three teams tied at 12-0-3 with sloppy stakes leading by points. Uh, Veterans League, we have Sombrero still leading uh, solidly, Ashley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. 
solid lead from Sobrero right there. Uh, homegrown from Blaine, no updates on him, but congratulations to those of you who are leading and winning in the homegrown league. And crushing it, exactly. Uh, again, with a discovery, three teams also tied at 12-0-3, but it's Hey Ricky, you're so fine, who is leading by points. A couple of names we mentioned a lot. That's tight. The champions and discovery are, are really neck and neck, so it's turning out to be a really good Really good competition in those two leagues there. I'm not even trying to hide that Hey Ricky, You're So Fine is the team that I'm rooting for. No, it's That's, it's it's just one of my favorite ones. One of the best this year, for sure. I don't even know how good they are. They're obviously good enough to be winning that, that league. Uh, but there we go. I love that team name so much. I mean, it's tough. It's like these head-to-heads yeah. are, are pretty much just bringing everyone to the same level because it's you never know who you're going to play. It, it's, yeah. it's just up to that, especially with the, the size of the leagues that we have. Uh, our other leagues, Discord, Ryan McElhenney is leading with a record of 14-0-1. And also in our Patreon league, Ryan McElhenney, former contributor, MLSFantasyBoss.com with his stats, is also leading that league with a record of 13-0-1. And then over at the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League, it is black and red on top with a record of 13-0-2. Right there, no teams left undefeated. And now's a good time to mention again, which I know we've mentioned a couple times, uh, the way the prizes work out that I distribute is you only get the highest prize that you are eligible for at the end of the season. And so like Ryan would not get both prizes for Discord and Patreon. He would get the highest one, which would be first if he held out. And then we would start going down the list for who is eligible based on who has signed up and given me their contact information. So be sure you've done that. Otherwise, you if I can't contact you, you don't get a prize. So it's just too, too difficult. But that's how that works. So no double dipping with prizes. Moving now on to the actual start time for round 16. Uh, again, did, this did is... Did math right? Did you do your math right? Uh, we'll just check the game. So games start on Wednesday, June 7th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is with LAFC versus Atlanta United. And then we don't have any more games after that until Saturday and Sunday. And we have our usual... 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30 30 start on Saturday. And then Sunday, we have two teams, or two, two games, four teams that are playing. Uh, 1 p.m., St. Louis versus LA Galaxy. And then 10 p.m., Portland versus Dallas. Again, mm-hmm. Dallas is not technically on a double game week, nor is St. Louis, because their uh, early match on Saturday is, or is it Wednesday? Yeah, yeah whatever yeah, it is. The, the Wednesday match is, Wednesday a, is a replay from a previous a round. So it does count for MLS. It does not count for fantasy. It was a game that already started in our system, which you were able to sub the players out, but still. So when we're talking about the actual double game week teams, we're looking at LAFC and Atlanta as your two Mm -hmm. double game week options. Then you have New York Red Bulls who are on a bye this round. So you should be able to have some uh, switcheroo options checking there at at the Red Bulls or some of the other teams, uh, St. Louis, LA, have some some good options for for later in the round as well for your switcheroos. Now, we also have Open Cup this week, and uh, it's Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. So that's going to be – you didn't didn't hear me wrong. Pittsburgh, for those of you not keeping up with Open Cup. Um, But Cincinnati is playing Pittsburgh – Chicago is playing Houston, and those games are both on Tuesday, so tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening. And then we have uh, Miami is playing, and RSL versus LA Galaxy are playing on Wednesday in the Open Cup. So a few teams there, not necessarily all teams that you might be drawing fantasy players from, though, but those teams are playing, and there could be some rotations there 
We also want to give a shout out up north. Vancouver is playing CF Montreal in the Canadian Championship. So again, two more teams. Both of those teams are going to be at home this round. So for Vancouver, that is not a lot of travel at all, but a little bit of travel for Montreal. But please do keep in mind, those teams are playing their double game. And I think we'll take the opportunity to mention it right now. We have had LAFC on a bye the last two rounds, but that does not mean they have not been playing because they just got knocked out of the Champions League there. And so, uh, Ashley, you had some thoughts on LAFC. Yeah, I think before we get into some of our our player picks, and I'm going to just go ahead and acknowledge that neither Reed or I actively follow LAFC. We're not LAFC experts. However, I look at their lineups because I play fantasy. Um, And... You know, they they put out a, a first string lineup. They had a trophy game yesterday um, where if they'd won by enough, you know, they would have been CCL champions. Um, it was a tough game. There were a lot of yellow cards. Carlos Vela was subbed in the 65th minute when they were losing, which was a little bit surprising to me. Um, but <laughs> so far this season, when they have had double game weeks, they have rotated. They rotated uh mccarthy as the keeper the last time they had a double game week yeah threw um, a lot of us off threw a lot of us off uh i think you know i think this is an interesting team to have on a double because i don't feel confident that the lineup you see on wednesday is going to be the same that you see on the weekend now they also play later in the day on Saturday, Atlanta is the is the real unlucky one where they play Wednesday night and then they play first game Saturday. Um, LAFC doesn't play until I guess it's only an hour later um, and on the road. So I just want to caution people. You'll hear it when we get to it. I currently have three LAFC players, but all three of them are on the bench um, and they're there for a reason because I don't trust the rotation. So. Uh, I think it's important to know there's some teams that tend to come into every double game week with very similar lineups, very minimal rotation or predictable rotation, I think that we would say. Um, but LAFC has been really switching around that back line. Um, switching around go- When you switch around a goalkeeper, I just can't trust you after that, right? Um, and McCarthy had quite the howler in that final last night, so he might just be switched out on principle. Um, wasn't the difference maker, but... I just kind of wanted to give just a general conversational heed that uh, LAFC historically rotating um, and just played in a championship game last night. So they're on what two days rest, not even. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quick turnaround for them (laughs) right there. Um, And then I do want to make one more quick addition. Scott mentioned this in chat and it is important for us to, to point out clearly that Vancouver versus Montreal game is the final for mm-hmm, the Canadian mm-hmm. Championship. So you could very likely expect them to be rolling out their A teams for that mm-hmm. on Wednesday because this is this is where everything's coming down to it. Uh similar things could be said maybe for, for Open Cup. We're getting into the final rounds of Open Cup. So there could be some some strong con- contention right there from those teams. So pay attention to those lineups if you're looking at some of those players, which uh, I, I think the Canadian teams are definitely in in the targets this week for who you could be targeting from. I think Cincinnati is another one. The other teams, maybe more differential options, but but you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens as as time goes on. So going from there. 
Uh, as for the suspension and injury update, because it's a quick turnaround, we haven't gotten the full updated list just yet. So the best way to check out the injuries and suspensions from this past double game week is to head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community, go to the Fantasy Tools section, and check out the Mega Reference, which is pinned at the top in the link sections there. It is a community project where we all try to contribute to uh, keeping up to date on these uh, injuries that are not always uh, available to us from MLS in a timely manner as far as fantasy goes. But yeah, head over there to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. It's the easiest way to find that out and uh, check out that document. And if you have any additions, feel free to ping up people who help with that curation to let them know or just, just message or find out how you can become a participant in that as well. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, the community player poll. Ah, a lot of, that's a big tongue twister right there. Uh, where you can submit who players, which players you are targeting for this round and just help us create our own little uh, list of players that we put up there each week against what Skyler gets for MLS and see just how close we are to uh, to what he is picking and what the rest of the community is and how maybe better we can be at times. I don't know. That's not quite fair, but it's it's fun. So you don't have to pick who you're actually playing and it can be different players or a different thought, but you can vote for different players and, and check that out each round because the more you vote, the less I have to at everyone thing people <laughs> get to get a good number of results. So that is some of the quick review for this, this housekeeping. And uh, we'll be talking more about the players that we are actually looking at coming up in our next round. All right, and welcome back. We are talking about our player recommendations for this upcoming faux double game week round 16. I just like saying faux in that little funny, funny uptick of a voice. So uh, starting out as usual with keepers and defenders and Ashton and I are kind of talking through this one live because it's it's an interesting mix of games and an interesting mix of circumstances that we just felt it'd be fun to talk about. Like putting on the bucket hat, here we go. You should ask for it. I have it. I just don't wear it. <laughs> that, that mine's over there in the, in the drawer someplace. Yeah. Uh, but I got this hat on right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ashley, who are you looking at right now? What's your thought process for processing keepers and defenders? Yeah, so instinctually, I was like, I'll throw the LAFC keeper on my bench and then just go to whom I like for, uh, you know, single game week, which for me is Berkey. That one, I feel pretty locked into that my starting player is going to be Berthy, Berkey. Um, but I don't know if I trust McCarthy to do both. Um, if he's not starting on Wednesday, I think I will go with the Montreal keeper. Um, I, if you watched the Champions League final last night, McCarthy had a howler to go in. And the last time LAFC had a double, yes, they were also doing <laughs> CCL and all that stuff too. So extra rotation then does make sense. But um, last time there was a double LAFC rotated the keeper rotated McCarthy out. Um, so that just makes me a little nervous and a little, uh, apprehensive. So keeper ruining to Berkey is, is where I'm most comfortable. Um, but I'm kind of going back and forth about McCarthy. Um, mostly because I'm not sure what that looks like in that locker room after that goal wasn't the deciding factor, even if it hadn't gone in, they still would have lost. Um, but still, uh, it just makes me a little nervous, especially because he got rotated last time they, they did too. So, uh, defensively, I like Brooks Lennon. Um, you, you know, you don't necessarily take him for the shutout. You definitely take him for the bonus. Uh, I like D Jones. 
Uh, I think that that New England has a, has a decent shout this week, uh, shout out wise. I'm considering Barrial. Um, I do like them going to Vancouver. Vancouver is a tough place to play, but they are, um, you know, not necessarily keeping shutouts the way that they were during that heavy stretch. Um, and then LAFC defenders, I will probably do Hollingshead because I think he's the least now I don't want to like commentators curse him. So no one yell at me if he doesn't, but I think that he is the least likely, uh, to be rotated because Valencia is hurt. Um, I think Palacios is also a good shout. I, I don't think he is likely, um, to get, to get rotated, but I think Hollingshead is probably the, the safer one. Um, and then lastly, I, I like Tim Parker. I like St. Louis, um, the galaxy. I don't care that they fired Chris Klein. They're still shit. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, on the same token, this is – I'm kind of piggybacking off something in chat, but uh, this is Miami's first game without Neville um, after firing their coach. And, you know, hi- historically we tend to see teams kind of have a little bit of an awakening after that. Um, and they're coming into New England, who is inconsistent. So um, that's definitely something to look out for. But instinctually I do, I do have um, a New England defender on my team so that's kind of where where i'm sitting right now barrel is the one i'm least attached to because i just feel like he could get some point production against that team in that stadium with the formation that they have but because cincinnati's doing open cup midweek i don't know that i don't know that he's the best option i think there might be some better choices out there yeah i don't i don't disagree at all with any of the options you threw out there deeper it's it's wide open the the way i'm looking at LAFC, like you were saying, what's going to happen with the rotations? I think you just have to base it off the first game. I mean, they're going to roll out some of those players, like you were saying, look at some of the people who you think are least likely to rotate, maybe who didn't get as many minutes. Uh, But I think you're just going to have to go with who who you like, throw them on your bench, and just let those be your ruse this week. Mm -hmm. I think you'll have a little bit better luck with some of the Atlanta players. But I am honestly not convinced that this is a round where you have to have three players from each of these double game week teams. I think Atlanta has the best argument for that, uh, but, but there's a lot up in the air about LAFC. And, and if you don't have a player who hits twice for you, or if you have a player who goes 60 minutes in one game or 45 minutes in one game and then plays a good chunk of the mm-hmm. next one, it's it's almost essentially a single game week player anyway with who you're going up against. So I think yeah. keepers are, are wide open. I think Berkey is by far the the best of the keeper roos uh, i know you can easily do it with a lot of players you have all these 730 games and then you have uh, the 10 30 games as well you can look at and the two games on sunday if you don't want to go with the double game week player um, but there's a lot of options that are opening up uh blake is is one who's they philadelphia has been doing very well san jose had some trouble scoring recently um philadelphia has been doing very well so there that could be an away keeper to look at i think petrovic again fantastic shout out there i'm not sure what's going to happen with miami we do sometimes see a, a rise but we also sometimes see just mediocrity and maybe these what the latest rumor of um miami getting to a joint bid to try to get Messi to come over a connection with Barco or someone, I don't know, whatever's going on. I forget yeah. what the article was, but maybe they're just waiting for a messy bump or something. I don't know, but but I still think New England very high on both 
defense and potential as, as a goalkeeper if you don't want to go with that. If you're looking at the goalkeepers, it is rough. You get the potential rotation with LA. Atlanta might be your safer bet at seeing those two games because you're going to have to wait a long time. If, if you want to see both games from a double game week keeper, you're either waiting for Atlanta or LAFC. And if you're waiting for LAFC, you are going to have to go with uh, a Sunday team as your double game week. So you can easily do LAFC. Atlanta is going to be earlier and give you a lot, give you the option still for maybe an RSL New York city, but definitely San Jose's game and Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you could pull San Jose, Philly, Cincinnati Whitecaps. Exactly. You could easily pull that if you, if you wanted to see that, but I don't think you have to go with those double game week players at all. I don't Uh, think so either. Yeah. I, I really like Berkey. And I mean, probably for me, it's it's Petrovic and Berkey as as the the keeper that I'm going to be going with. Uh, I just I just like those matchups a lot for defenders. The idea still kind of trickles through with a lot of these players. I like matching up a keeper with defender. I think a lot of us who are listening like to play that as well. And so I'm looking at a lot of of those teams there. Um, I like the St. Louis shout out with Parker. That's that's a great pairing right there. But I also think we we don't have to sleep on a team like Montreal. I mean, they're going to be going all in against the Canadian Championship here as well. That's the they, only thing that has me hesitant, right? Is is what, what do they do in midweek? How mm-hmm. do they play midweek? How hard do they go? But it is a home game for them. Uh, but Minnesota has Reynosa back, so are they as sleepy a scoring team as they have been the last couple weeks? Now that um, you know, Glock heavy Reynoso is is back in the lineup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've they've got him back, but is he going to is he fit? Is he gonna come in? He got two sure. points last week yeah. uh playing. I don't even remember how many how many did he go? Oh, and I just got logged out of the app for some strange reason. So Skyler is clearly doing things. So 25 minutes last week. Is he gonna be fully fit to make an impact in that game on the road? I don't know. Uh, I think it's definitely a team that would be on your bench if you're doing a play like that. But I, I don't think Montreal's a team you could uh, you could easily consider what you want to go with there. The Vancouver game and the Cincinnati game, all up in the air for me. I would almost want to reserve some defender slots for mm-hmm. either San Jose Philly or some of the, the St. Louis players and just see what Vancouver and Cincinnati are doing because you know Cincinnati is going to be going all out for their game against Pittsburgh. That's a game that they probably view as very winnable. And maybe that would, would impact the rotation. Like, do you start with your starters and then pull them out yeah. at, at 70 or, or vice versa, mm-hmm. just to pull, put in your starters if you think you need them, if you're being. Well, they both will have played well. midweek, right? So it's kind of. Exactly. Exactly. So you can see, and, and, and that's it. So like by the time mm-hmm. we get to Vancouver, Cincinnati, they've both played in games where potentially they could be fielding very strong lineups. Vancouver, probably the more likely to field a stronger lineup. So how is that going to impact both teams? Yeah. And I held back on it long enough, but you're going to have to let me indulge at this point. Cincinnati, most points of any team, ex- excluding the shootout era, coming in at at this many games played. So that's huge for this team. Vancouver has not been strong on defense of late. Of late. Of late. Of late. Uh, They've had massive bouts of scoring at times, like six this week. They had six a few weeks ago. So crazy things have happened. Cincinnati has been much better at defense, but not 100% at times. They've still had a lot of pressure that's hit them. They need those offensive outlets. 
if they have those. So that's a game where depending on the lineups that roll out, I might be willing to take a flyer on, on a Cincinnati player. I don't know if I'd be willing to take a flyer on a Vancouver defender at this point, because I'm just not confident in, in Gressel there, but I might look at a midfielder, which we'll talk about next. Uh, I'll do, I think that covers most of who we're looking at here. Um, I, I will add quickly that still two of the top players, uh, defenders who are producing bonus points, Rodriguez and Zach McGraw. Um, I don't know if those are players that you're going to look at. If they are, they're both home, yeah. but yeah. maybe benches, but they've been producing mad bonus points this round or this this year. And then uh, Wagner coming in at third. All three of those players have over 30 bonus points produced. Most of them on uh, defensive bonus points, except for, for Kai, who has uh, basically an even split between uh, attacking and defensive points right there. So uh, some solid point production there and maybe an argument for, for going with uh, some Philly defense as well. So we shall see. Uh, quick check through there. Da, 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 da. Good, yeah, just checking to see if there's any other thoughts within chat. This is a fun, I'm enjoying this this so far where we're just kind of talking through it live, getting yeah. some feedback from, from the team. So let's Keep moving on into midfielders. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, um, I think the the first couple players I threw in my team without even questioning was Heel, Zella, Almada. Um, Lovin was also a, an easy add for me um, for St. Louis, even though technically they will have played twice, but I only get his weekend points. Um and then for me, that fifth spot gets really murky. Um, and this is something we kind of talked about. I don't particularly want Tillman. Um, I definitely don't want another Atlanta player uh, in, in my midfield if I already have Almada. Um, I think that uh, Mook Tar is a, is, a, is a player that I'm considering this week. Toronto defense hasn't been great. Um, I think Lucho, depending on what that lineup looks like, also is a is a decent shout against a kindy kind of dicey uh, Vancouver midfield and and kind of fading Vancouver defense. Um, I also think that Insigne is someone uh, to to take a look at playing at home this week um, against a Nashville team that hasn't exactly been keeping shutouts. Uh, and Toronto really need these points there. Bottom of the East, am I right in that, I think? Um, if not bottom, certainly close. Um, <laughs> so definitely that fifth spot for me is is a little, a little up in the air. Um, I will say the one name on your list as a maybe that for me is a hard no is Evander. Um, I just don't know why anyone would continued to consider someone that's been so streaky in point production. Um, this is going to sound a little homery and I don't mean it to, but watching him live this past weekend, even more so, I was like, I don't ever want to pick him up in fantasy ever again. I'm so unimpressed by the pr- cost of this player and the just apathy in the way that he plays. Um, I just, just was not here for it. So um, I know he'd he'd been hurt, um, but just his point production is so hit or miss. And I'm not talking like Gazdek goal dependent hit or miss. I just mean like where did he go in the game? So it's a home game. It's against a FC Dallas team who is definitely a team to bet against in some situations. Um, who also will have technically played midweek, but uh, yeah, I'm just not 
not on on that not even on my radar i will i should say this week uh but heel zella amada lovin um and then like i said that that fifth spot for me is going back and forth i will say this was my last one i forgot about it until black and red said it sorry um espinoza has been very off um but as we just saw in chat which is a great thing kate cowell should be back i don't know if he'll start um because of just like coming back and travel i i would think so it's a late saturday game um but i think that that might be a big factor um in in how espinosa plays i know we've kind of been talking about it on these on these off weeks as kate cow's been gone how much he contributes to espinosa's game and Mm -hmm. um espinosa picked up a couple of bonus points this past this past week but um nothing nothing too impressive uh and was definitely lower in the in the midfield points for for a double game week player um so i think i think that that's something to pay attention to um but it is a later game if you if you're caring about the kate cowell of it all yeah, no, I think I think that's a great shout out with with Kyle being back and and it's just the the if it wasn't Philly, I think that's mm-hmm. that's what really totally. gives me give me the pause for that is um they're tough. They they've got a yeah. tough defense to break down and so that is a tough one to to be coming back to. But I, I get it. I, I don't think he would be on the fringes of my top 5. And and the easy the quick answer for the Evander name on my list actually is simply sure. this. For the content for the conversation. Yeah, sure. It's, I know. I just No, it's of course. No, no, it's fine. I mean, I saw the name mentioned in chat some and not our chat in in the most fancy boss chat. And so I wanted to to mention it. And we talked about Evander early on in the year, came out less than what we had hoped, the nice way. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a bit of an uptick, maybe middle of the first half of the season, and a lot of that was coming from the shot production that that mm-hmm. he was seeing. And maybe for many he has turned into your own personal Barrios. And that just is something like not into him, but yeah, well, I don't hate him yet. You're Seattle. So you're just not into like any sure. of them. So like, that's yeah, fair. That's I love like. Diego Valeri. How dare you? I mean, he, him. that's, that's a special exception. He is leading the way for the MLS fancy, fantasy Mount yeah. Rushmore. So yeah, he gets an exception for everyone. But anyway, as I was saying, he's really lost that, that production in his bonus points and the shot production that he had was so important and the key passes he was generating and all those bonus points. And that has dried up, especially over the last couple of games. And and that would be the big reason to, to hesitate for an Evander pick. I think the reason people may be going for him, and I toyed with it. I toyed, like I threw him into mm-hmm. the team, looked how he looked. Did I like that shade of green? Not sure. Uh, and it was more of, do I want to bet against Dallas? Uh, they've had some mm-hmm. injuries. They've had some struggles. Do I want to bet against Dallas and go with uh, Evander? Well, I can see that logic, maybe wanting to try to capitalize on some of the of the injuries that were Dallas. I don't think Portland is that team. And ultimately, he's not going to be in my list there. Um, Kiel, Amada, Lowen, uh, absolutely names in there. Uh, Zella was one that was actually on the bubble for me for a little bit. Uh, sure. It's a it's, road game. It's, it's a road game. Um, Chicago plays midweek. That's why I like it. That's true. No, that that's very true. And I and I have less faith in Columbus's defense than I do in in Zella. And so I do like Zella. He would definitely probably be my number four overall. I'll likely mm-hmm. pick him. I don't think I'll double up with Columbus and go with the Cucho this week. Okay. But we'll talk about we'll that next in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but he was one I was thinking. I was also going over going over Gazdog. I know people are talking about uh, Lucho. 
copying and paste what I said about Varial when we're talking about Lucha. Like what's going to happen with with Open Cup? Did did not expect the rotation that Cincinnati had with uh, the second game this week. Uh, Lucho there up top rotating more Vasquez than than really Lucho. Yeah. So wondering if he's going to be featuring more coming up. So just check out that Open <laughs> Cup game for them, but see that Lucho there. But also maybe maybe golf that that could be and maybe this is not the week with with the double game that they have yeah but he was one of the only players that produced both rounds for vancouver in this last mm-hmm. double game week uh so a quality player that has the ability cincinnati may not be the best opponent but maybe they will be because of, yeah. of all the rotation that could happen but mm-hmm. i think those are two players that you might again keep someone on your bench maybe that you wouldn't care to, to swap out and you can look at some of those players that would be right there uh other than that i also want to mention torres from orlando he did well in this last round i think he's gotten a couple of goals and a couple of assists in his last five games i'm gonna check the stats to to be absolutely sure going up against colorado colorado's on the road mm-hmm. going to be traveling a lot neither of these teams have have any other commitments during this round uh, but colorado's given up a lot of goals as of late uh, they've had a couple of games here and there where they haven't, where they've been kind of stingy. So not quite sure what to expect all the time from Colorado, but that kind of travel, potentially that kind of heat. I know it's now hurricane season in, in Orlando. So that kind of humidity down there, just saw yeah. the in-laws at the family reunion last week. So know know all about the weather. Um, that, that could be a, a nice little pick up there. It, yeah. it would have me worried because that would normally be for me like a bench type pick. And I don't like benching. Yeah. midfielders but midfielders. I, I think yeah I, I think that he's in there Mukhtar another one absolutely there we were talking about Toronto before just a little bit ago and, and the impact of Osorio not being there and, and Mukhtar just been been great uh, I don't know again if he's my top three and I'm 100% in agreement with you I I think it's LAFC that you don't have to have the three players from I don't oh, yeah like I'm just not that into Tillman I I think if you're going to go LAFC midfield I I he would be the one, but I, I don't think I don't, I'm not that into it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. no, no, I, I get it. It's, it's tough. This is, this is an interesting midfield where there are very strong players who a lot of us like to go to who are playing on the road this week. But I think that does open up your options for how you want to configure your team uh, for, for taking advantage of this. And these double, these, these midweek yeah. games are, yeah. are really throwing in those wild cards right there. Uh, let's see. Checking over chat real quick. Uh, I think that's that's about it right there. Let's see here. Toronto leaky. Yeah, we covered that. Yeah, very nice. Um, watch Acosta get the most points. Uh, say, watch Acosta get the most points as an LAFC player. Could, could very well happen. I just I don't think say, Reed would mind. I no, I wouldn't. That's the great thing. Is like I'd be like, I'm not going to go the cost. I'm not sure he goes there and gets like a hat trick, and I'm like, I'm I'm happy. I will just say for those of you who are superstitious, anytime Reed has felt a little off on FC Cincinnati, <laughs> they've hit. So just take that for what it, what it will be. It's just, it's just, I, I try to be realistic and I just get to be happy all the time. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. All right, let's talk about forwards. We had a little bit of a, they bled into some of our midfielder. Who are you looking at, Ashley? Yeah, this one was quite easy for me. Uh, I, I put Gigi on my bench. I put Bawanga on my bench because I am worried about his rotation. Um, and I'm starting Cucho. Cucho had a fantastic double game week round. He is producing almost Zella level points. I mean, he's assisting, he's scoring, 
He's picking up a little bonus points. Good job for me is is who I'll start um, over over the other two. I am a little worried about Gigi, and I'm honestly more worried about Awanga. Um, also got rotated last time. I do think it's important, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again just for emphasis. The last time LAFC rotated on a double game week, they were coming into a CCL week as well. So I think that it's it's hard to decide what their rotation is um, and how consistent he, you know they'll be. But um, I'm I'm just nervous about the the rotation. I definitely want Bawanga. I don't want Bawanga and Vela. Um, but I definitely want Bawanga. I'm just nervous that he won't start both. So I'm going to put him on the bench, but Cucho for me away at Chicago, who's playing midweek and the form he's in, he was a, an easy ad for, for me this week. Yeah. So I am looking at Bawango and Giacomakis over with, with Atlanta. I feel like um, potentially getting two bites with those two players could be worth mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh that first game if they're both going to be there if if either of those players is missing from the starting lineup for you ashley how far do they fall in your list well let's reference the gg three goal week off the bench yes Mm -hmm. am i correct so um i think that if gg isn't starting I but is in the 18, I'd keep him on the bench because at home against DC is a game that I like, um, which is his second game. I think if Bawanga isn't starting, uh, I might I'm I might scrub him um, because I don't like his second game more. I don't like Houston away as much as I like at home against Atlanta. Um, and I definitely wouldn't advise getting into the what I call LAFC trap, which is where your striker doesn't start. So you grab one that is, but then that striker is the one that ends up getting rotated for the next game. Um, LAFC have a lot of strikers. So they're not, you know, in, in, they're the opposite of the Seattle Sounders. They're not hurting for a front three. Um, so they're, I think, could and, and will be rotation there. Um, as they're coming off that that Sunday game. So um, for me, I think if he's in the 18 but not starting, Gigi stays on my bench just because of what he was able to do recently. Um, but Bulanga, I don't know. I mean, and, and you know I love Bulanga. I think that guy that guy can score after getting off an airplane. But um, I don't know. A, a final loss does something to you. They've been playing – even though they've been uh, not playing in MLS for two weeks, they've been playing CCL. So – um, I don't know. I I definitely would move him to the bench if I didn't drop him all together. Um, but I don't know. What about you? No, I think that it's it's uh Gigi who stays on the bench because you're exactly right. He's been doing great things off the bench right there. If Bowanga's not starting the first game, I don't want him because yeah, frankly, if if I'm having to pick from away away strikers of versus Houston or versus mm-hmm. Chicago, I am with you with Cucho in that sense going for Chicago. But I also think we have some other options. If you get wanted to go back to New England and look at that home game versus Inter Miami, new coach, who knows what's going to happen? You got Bobby Wood, who's been doing pretty well as of yeah. late. 
right there. You could check out some action over at Orlando if you want to. You can look at, at Bernadeschi again over at Toronto. We, we've had conversations about Bernadeschi earlier. But, I mean, I think these are some other names that start to creep back up in the list. Bella's not been producing at that level where I think it's it's where you want to go for. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Abobasi in the past. I don't like him up against Philly with this round, even if K. Cowell is coming back. And I know um, we've also talked about Benteke. He's he's still a bench player for me, and yeah, and and I even if you're going to talk about it, is Atlanta going to be tired? Is going to be doing doing that? I know I saw a good comment at some point. I don't remember if it was in an article or if it was someone in chat, and it's it's not so much are the players going to be injured? Are the players going to be tired because they're getting managed by the teams? But it's just mm-hmm. that management that we're looking at. Are they being rotated to maximize their potential? Yeah. And, hey. and so it's not just like, oh, this person can't play this many games in this mm-hmm. week. It's just mm-hmm. healthy and, and keeping them yeah. in that in that state. So I like Swidersk against Seattle. Sure. At Charlotte. I think you could definitely look at sporting, as painful as that is to say without Blaine here. Um, Austin's defense has been suspect and sporting are actually scoring, right? Um, so I think you could definitely look at Shallowy or Polito. Um in in that if if Bawanga's only gonna go one game. Do you like him at Houston more than some of those other names we just kind of threw out? And so yeah, I I I think at the bare minimum they stay on the bench. Um but dropping I think could could make sense for either, but for me for Bawanga for sure. Yeah, I think I mean if Bawanga starts, uh, I would go with him as a starter and have and have GG on the bench. See what happens. Yeah. Assuming they both, assuming they both start. If Barongo mm-hmm. doesn't start, then I think for me, Cucho jumps up to that spot right there with um, I'm gonna say Wood now, but basically whoever New England is starting at, at sure. the forward spot right there, which I would that would probably round out my top four of of forwards would be those looking at those guys right mm-hmm. there for for just the potential versus the teams that they're going up against. Um and yeah, no, that's that's yeah. pretty short and sweet for for what I think right there. I I'm likely going to bench, not bench. I'm going to have a scrub for my other forward spot as I usually play. So I'm not worried yeah. about having two forwards on the bench and seeing what happens there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could, again, you could maybe even talk a little bit of Baranza comes in there as, as another option. Uh, sure. But I still don't think he is in that top four for me with that. Yeah, me neither. Yep. All right. Not seeing really any different names in chat. So let's move on to the big question, which now is captains. Ash, are you ready to... Yep. Pick someone. Okay. Oh, sometimes you're you're usually like, oh man, I don't know. But tonight you're ready to go. It's Almada. Yes. It's just is. I I said at the start of the show, um, I asked Patrick if if Atlanta was a trap, and Patrick said yes. Um, Patrick is our our resident Atlanta expert, but you know what? They're still on a double, and he's still Tiago Almada. So, uh, I'll fall into that trap. I think that giving him, I like to, <laughs> I think back to. I think it's a Skyler saying that you just say often here is two bites at the apple, right? Yeah. yeah. You get two bites at the apple. Diego Amada's double bite <laughs> is better than most people's triple bite. So uh, I think that that's, that's an easy, easy one for me, even though I'm not particularly sold on, on them. I'm sold on him. So yeah, Amada this week for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I like him. I like going for 
for the two shot. And so he's, he's easily coming in at that, that spot for me as well. Amada, I guess the question should be who is your captain? If it's not Amada and uh, everything, everything else is coming up with Amada in chat. I mean, you can, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, (laughs) but yeah, the single game week lineups. And if you consider form, I think, I think heal, but don't do that. I think you should captain Almada. <laughs> I mean, I think you have an argument for New England being potentially a three deep single game week team. Um, a lot of that, though, is questioned by what's going to happen with Miami with the new coach. So that that's definitely yeah. uh, a big question right there. But no, nah, no, it's it's definitely Almada for me as well. I'm not saying anything different in chat. I mean, I'm I'm seeing like like joke yep. suggestions. In it's chat, never a joke, but. Uh, well, no, here from Scott, maybe maybe Lowen versus the Galaxy over in... My only thing is they will technically play twice, even though they won't play twice for us. That's important yeah. to remember, right? St. Yep. Louis is, is on a double energy-wise, um, but they are home against the guys. Do they go to Dallas? Yes. Is it at Dallas? It yes. is at Dallas, yeah. yeah. So They'll be managed. Something to, something to consider. They'll be managed. Oh, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed the, the little different approach to, to just talking through the the picks with which is I, I pretty much i guess our standard format when there's just two of us going through yeah. all of this which we hope it's fun for you all let us know uh hit us up on twitter or or in discord and let us know if you liked this format or if you're with us right now just just let us know how you, how you like this uh barrios cat how dare you how dare you say something like that they don't even have a favorable matchup they, they it's just ridiculous uh but no well that's all that we have for the show tonight thank you so much everyone for joining us and chatting with us with and what's i know it's a crazy hectic schedule right here in this in this point of the year, but we're, we're going to make it through. We're going to have so many points and so many double games and, and conversations like this. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Hit us up with your questions if you like. Hit up Discord with your questions if you like. It's it's one of the best places to to see what uh, the options are and just what the general... Sometimes it's chalk, sometimes it's just differentials. It's whatever you want to go. So, Ashley, let's wrap everything up tonight with plugs. Uh, I don't have any. And so since Blaine's not here, I will just continue to plug the discord community. Um, playing this game with them is twice as fun. So if you're not there, go check it out. Exactly. And if you are there, thanks for being there. And as usual, I will plug MLSFancyBoss.com where we have our articles each week. Uh, Ranch had his, a little funny, fun approach last week. He didn't have time to actually write the article, so he just put it up there in Twitter form. And I just linked those, those tweets yeah. right there. It was, it was like good that. stuff. It was, it was fun. So we have the differentials, we have the Discord player poll, and of course, we'll have this podcast there. If you want to share it with your friends, please do share it with your friends and uh, be able to easy access everything that we have right there. And of course, again, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community, the easiest way to join, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. It's just, just a great place to hang out, and everyone who participates in that is so good. And congrats to everyone who I, I went through the overall ranks this morning to see who was there, yeah. and I recognized a lot of those names. Yeah, I did and, too. Um, the top three, absolutely, probably more, but the top three are definitely members of this community. So there are absolutely more, but uh, there are players there who are doing well and are happy to share their thoughts uh, each yeah. week. So head over to MLSFancyBoss.com slash Discord and become a member of our community. It's fun. And just, just do it. Just do it. You know you want to. Uh, but yeah. So th- again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And as always, good luck. Good <laughs> luck.